All right. Welcome back to the I'm Doing This Wrong podcast with Phil Parker. That's me, Phil. <laughs> One of these days I'll be able to open these things with a, with a um, sponsor, maybe. I don't know. Anybody got a sponsor? Anybody want me to sponsor, like, a cookie shop or something? I'd do it. My girlfriend loves cookies. I'd get, it, get free cookies, give them to her. What, what could be the problem with that? All right. I'm fresh back into this. It's been a little while since I did my last podcast. I got a little sidetracked. I was going to do one a few weeks back, but uh, last week I was in Texas uh, doing a couple shows, catching up with some people down in Austin. Uh, the week before that, I was uh, going to record a podcast, went out, and came back with a hole in my leg. So that, that kind of put a damper on things. Um, for those of you that don't know, I am a 31-year-old man that still regularly skateboards. Um, not just pushing around la di on a longboard, but I uh, actually do, still do the, the kick flips and the, the grinds and all that sort of stuff. So I go to the... Uh, go to the skate park fairly frequently. We decided to do that last week. Um, went there. was having a great time. Beautiful day. New York, you know, starting to actually turn into summer. So that, you know, it's a nice breeze. The sun's out past 5 p.m. It's lovely. Uh, go out and do that. Having a great time. Good session. Landed a lot of my, landed a lot of my tricks. Um, and then there's this one kid. The whole time I'm there, I've been seeing this kid. He's been trying one trick for like 45 minutes. Not uncommon in a skate park. Happens all the time. How else are you going to learn? Obviously. Um, this kid's getting frustrated, though. So, you know, I'm, I'm skating around, doing my thing. I uh, just got done, you know, doing, doing a backside tail slide and then a crooked grind and then a 360 flip on flat ground. That means nothing to anybody. But I did those things, and then I was like, okay, cool. I can calm down. And then I'm pushing back the other way, just minding my own business from one end of the park to the other. And then all of a sudden, I just hear somebody yell, oh, shit. Now, that's not uncommon when you got a bunch of, you know, basically just children doing whatever they want in a park. People curse, smoke weed, do all that. Um, but what I saw coming out of the corner of my eye was a skateboard launched. It was hurling end over end as it does, rotating over and over. And I guess what happened is this kid got mad that he wasn't landing his trick, picked up his board and decided to throw it indiscriminately into the air, um, where I then just kind of rode into its path. Perfect timing for the worst fucking thing. So I don't know if you know how skateboard trucks are uh, constructed. Um, they're the metal part that hold the wheels, obviously. Um, on the bottom of the skateboard and on one on either end of the wheels they have nuts that stick out on these little um, axles and so you put the nut on it to hold that down but it juts out hold the wheel down but it juts out from the wheel about a I don't know quarter inch half inch something like that depending on how big your wheels are um, that part decided to hit me on the inside of my shin uh, which I didn't feel because it immediately went numb. And then the other uh, side of the other truck hit me on the top part of my right knee. That hurt a lot. So that's where most of my, uh, you know, feeling went was because I can't walk anymore. That was fun. I started just hobbling. Uh, I believe my exact f phrase when it happened was, uh, what the actual fuck? Um, 
because it's a little shocking to, you know, it's like getting hit by a, a small wooden bus only in the midsection. Um, and yeah, that, that, that hurt real bad. So I went and sat down. The guy tried to come over, console me, but he's like 16 and he knows he fucked up. He doesn't know what to do. He's just, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's like, yeah, of course you are. That was dumb. I mean, it was really pretty, pretty fucking dumb. Um, which, you know, it's, I, I get it. I've thrown a board here or there in, in my youth. Typically, I mean, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, so if it hit anything, it was an ant. Maybe uh, maybe I got a squirrel once. Um, but yeah, so I, I basically politely told him I, I didn't give a shit about his apology. Please leave me alone, because I was in too much pain to actually forgive somebody in that moment. So I sit down to check my wounds. Um, I think the left leg is going to be fine, you know. It's, I didn't, like I said, it went numb. I couldn't feel it. So I pull that up, and then lo and behold, there's a bullet hole-shaped wound in my leg uh, that's a quarter of, like, I could see the tendon. Uh, I thought it was the bone. Um, come to find out from a medical professional, it was the tendon. But it was, it was about a quarter inch to a half inch deep and uh, eh, about a half inch around. Just, like, perfect puncture wound, like, popped straight in. I was wearing jeans, too, so it, like, it had some force. Like, this, this kid doesn't succeed in skating. I think he's got a, uh, you know, like a job in the shot put field. Maybe he's a discus guy. I don't know. Ultimate frisbee, at the very least. He's got tenacity, and he can hurl things far. He's going places. He could, he could infiltrate the frat houses of New York City in no time. He'll be a finance pro by tomorrow. Uh... But yeah, so that happened, um, and that that was always fun because like the initial thought is like, "Ow, fuck! I have a seven thousand dollar deductible. This blows. Like, it's it's not good. If I'm, you can probably hear birds chirping. That's um, it's raining outside, and I can't close my window. So if you hear nature, you hear nature. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that's oh god damn it! Now there's a yeah, I can hear sirens too. Anyway, this is just part of the podcast now. The ambiance, because I don't have a studio. I have an apartment. Um, but yeah, we go, to the, uh, we go to the urgent care. My girlfriend was running in the park um, nearby, so she came back. I was just going to try to go home and put some gauze in it and like tape it up or put a Band-Aid over it, but she decided that since we could see inside of my leg, we should probably go try to get stitches. So we did that. Um, she convinced me, I haven't been to a, like, a, a doctor proper in at least four years. So it was, it was a new experience. Um, went in there. Immediately, they well, what are you here for? I had my pant leg rolled up and just pointed at my leg, and the guy damn near fainted, which is not the thing you want to see when you go into a place that is supposed to house med- medical professionals. But he whisked me to the back room put me in the back room and then the, you know they, they started doing their thing you know uh, well, how did it happen oh that sucks we close in 30 minutes so if we could get this done fast that'd be great so anyway they go through the whole thing they shoot my leg up with I don't know it's whatever Novocaine for your shin is so I can't feel uh, what's going on they stitched me up four stitches uh, that are necessary two just cause that's what they said they, oh, we're gonna put a couple in there just because like, oh, okay that's that's a new new thing for me, but I'll take it, um, I guess it's just for show, make sure, I mean, it was pretty wide, uh, it's, it's still, you know, it's been like a week and a half, two weeks, almost, no, a week and a half, 
and it's uh it's still bulging out pretty big it's you can tell it's going to take a little while for that area to fill itself in uh so yeah that happened and that's why i didn't record a podcast last week i have no excuse for not doing it the next few days except for i'm lazy and i had to take care of myself i needed some me time to focus on my leg my wound uh yeah it sucked there's a lot of blood but that's done so later that week uh girlfriend and i packed up and went down to austin texas home of uh the homeless it's ironic that they're the home of the homeless. Holy shit, I had not seen... I mean, there were a bunch of homeless people when I used to live down there, but that was, I don't know, five, four, three? Three, four years ago, something like that. Um, no, it's got to be four. Yeah, and it that, that was enough for people to be like, okay, this might be a problem. Um, I guess they just had a vote on it, because, I mean, you drive down the interstate, they got encampments like in the middle of like like the medians if you're in new york a median is you know what a median is but usually there's a park in that median if it's big enough uh down there they just have medians that are as big as half the parks that are in the city and like i mean just rows of tents tent city everywhere it's fucking crazy i was uh I was a little taken aback because they used to just you know wander around they had like two or three locations or if they were going to be tent people they would like hide down by a lake you know they'd go out in nature kind of just hang out there so nobody would see them so if a cop drove by they wouldn't fuck with them now they just don't give a shit they set up in front of city hall like a good two or three blocks either direction like right right along ladybird lake the river there um just fucking with the city council it's like or the city hall yeah city council and, I mean, most of the people don't want that to happen, but, you know, like, they had a vote. Some people are saying they criminalized the homeless. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Um, whatever it is, it, it passed, I think, um, in a way that was negative to many people saying uh, that now the homeless are uh, illegal. It's illegal to be homeless, which is a fun fun environment to come back into where it's like hey guys how you been the last couple of oh you guys got bigger problems cool this is fun so that's that was that was interesting to come back and see i mean like six like covid in and of itself took a hit on this place and i can i can understand why somebody homeless would move down to texas in the winter post the snowpocalypse that they had if you were homeless and you want to have nice weather texas is the place to go in the winter that or florida or California, but I'm pretty sure California is probably just shipping those motherfuckers out because they like to do that. You, you, get, you get like a nice little uh, circulation of homeless people. Basically, you put them on the road, you give them a bunch of dates. You know, they do uh, you know like they do hyenas comedy club in Dallas, and then uh, they're just in Austin for the next three years. That's how they do it. But Austin, despite the homeless situation, uh, in my time gone, developed a soccer team. That's news to me. The Austin Football Club. Now, when I heard Austin Football Club, I thought it was just the tailgaters for the Texas Longhorns at UT. But no, they actually got people to play soccer in the ridiculous 110 to 15 degree weather that is the summertime in Texas. They got people to agree to those contracts. Um, and, and good on them. I drove by the stadium. It looks nice. Couldn't go in because they didn't have any games while I was there. But we got to go to a brewery, Fourth Tap Brewery. They also run a very 
fantastic comedy show. Did not partake in it this past time that I was there. But they have a great brewery up next to the stadium, and we got to watch the the game in there with their seven fans. The seven fans in Austin that give a shit about that kind of football were there watching with us. And it was great. It was nice. They scored a goal. We got to see them score a goal. They were getting whooped up on by Nashville. And then uh, they scored a goal to tie. And then I don't know what happened, uh, but one of their guys had gotten penalized right before, or had had, had a penalty happen to him right before they scored the goal. Um, they let them play on so that this goal went in. And then after the fact, they decided, well, you guys, one of your guys got tripped away from the ball. Um, so we're going to take that goal away from you. So, uh, it was a very sad night <laughs> in that brewery. Uh, we left shortly thereafter because uh, it was, you know, I don't know if you spent time in Austin when you have friends in the comedy scene. You don't sleep much um, when you're out because everything's open. It's like a fucking giant f- just college party when you go to 6th Street. I don't know how I did that shit for years. It uh, really takes it out of you. I slept like four to five hours a night when I lived there. I moved here to New York and started sleeping 7 to 8 and realized that I had been lacking about 90% of my personality because I was running on absolutely nothing but Lone Star and occasionally a burger from Wendy's. It was not the best um, time in my life, but it was a great time in my life. I just couldn't do it. I, I couldn't couldn't do it that way if I, if I had to go back. The one thing I will say, go to Texas... Southern hospitality is rampant down there. I forgot about, like, people are nicer than when I first, in New York, than I ever expected when first coming here. They're a lot nicer. Some of them are complete dicks, but that's just to be expected. When you go back down to Texas, everybody, including the dickheads, are super nice. I like it. I like it. You know, the old bless your heart routine, which really just means, ah, that kid can go fuck himself. That's all it means. Um... And it's it's a it's a kind way of putting it, you know. They're not going to be audacious about it until you know maybe you cross a line. They have like seven guns on their person, and then uh, you know might have to deal with the consequences of uh, Ted Cruz. You know, Ted Cruz did this to you, and that, that fucking weirdo. I talked about it to some people. There's a consensus that he's got weird hands. Apparently, he grew a beard to try to take away from the fact that he's got weird little dainty, non-calloused, never worked a day in his life. I fly to Mexico because it's cold hands. That kind of guy. I don't know. He's somehow, I don't know. People call him the Zodiac Killer. I'm not exactly familiar. I don't fucking know. He doesn't look like a serial killer to me. He looks more, I don't know, like Pee Wee Herman's uncle, like which is bad, you know? Pee Wee Herman's uncle because he grew a beard and has a better job, but they both wear suits. That's, you know, that's about the the long and short of it, I guess. I don't know. Did a couple of shows while I was back in Austin. Uh, One at Hotel Vegas. That one's been there for about six years, run by a friend of mine, Taylor Dowdy. He's a fantastic guy. Um, Yeah, he, we all were shocked to show up and see that they were still doing it outside, considering that Texas... I mean, the venue has an indoor stage, and it's a perfect little room, low ceiling. You can fit, I don't know, probably 75 to 100 in there uh, if you really cram them in. Done it a few times. It's always great. But they have a giant back patio because that's what Texas does. They just buy a bunch of picnic tables, throw some, uh, like, gravelly stuff down on the ground, 
and then your dog can pee next to you while you have a beer. Uh, so they had the show outside, and it was actually fun. Like this is like weird traffic noises coming in and all that shit. But once you get out, once you got on the stage, you could actually like look around. It was almost they had people seated on the stage, like behind and to the sides of you. So it was almost like doing it in the round, where you could if you if you spun enough. You could just wrap up your fucking legs and then, you know, just fall over. Presumably, you could do it as a gag if you're that kind. If you're a carrot top kind of guy. Um, Not my style, obviously. (laughs) Boo. Um, But yeah, it was a great show. Had a fucking fantastic time. And uh, then went out on the town with a couple of comics. Got to catch up with a bunch of people. My girlfriend sat there. And was the the coolest person in the world by being like, you know what? I'm going to hang out with the friend that you introduced me with first. God damn sirens! Just, oh my god, that I didn't. Yeah, I, I haven't been sleeping as well as I. That is the one thing, Texas. You can fall asleep, and if you're not on a main road, you don't hear a goddamn thing. You're out like a light. Anyway, yeah. So, girlfriend was a trooper through the whole thing. Zoe was fantastic. She uh, she hung out with my friends, let me gallivant around the rooms, talking to people, catching up, and then by the end of it saying, it is two in the morning, you're a crazy person, we need to go home. And she was right. So we went back and went to sleep. That was fun. That was the first night we were in town. Second night I was in town, I did a show at a place called Speakeasy. Uh, I don't know one of the guys that books it, but uh, Mikey Swenson got me on the show. Andre Ricks, those fellas. It was a fantastic show, sold-out show. Uh, probably, I'm, I don't know what their capacity is, but it was at least 120. Uh, fantastic room. Loved that place. It was, it was the energy I was getting by just being back on stage in front of that many people. I mean, Hotel Vegas, that was that was probably 60 people. So it's, it's That's not nothing either. Um, but you're performing outside in the daylight, so it's a little bit different situation. This was This was fantastic to be able to, like, perform in front of people like that again be on a stage have lights you know like people sitting in chairs in front of you wrapped attention it was yeah it was it was great um i missed that i missed that a lot over covid but you know what are you gonna do that's why i'm doing this because i'm wrapping so many of you uh so much of your attention through this uh the <laughs> listens or downloads, I guess they call them. Are, are They've only slowly been going down since I started, but, you know, what are you going to do? I might ramble too much. I don't know. It was it was great. All around a good time. Loved every second of it. Um, apparently people there are super pissed that people from L.A. are moving there in droves. People from New York also. Uh, but that's that's not really that much different. Everybody hates everybody from L.A. when you're in Texas. They just get these goddamn hippies out of our goddamn state. Even if they're super, like, hippies themselves. They're still like, this is our hippie land. This is our hippie pride. You can't take Barton Springs away from me. They have the titties. They're free out there. There's people walking around with their titties and their balls out. Take that shit away from me, and I'll send you back to Los Angeles in a box. And those are the those are the... Are the far lefties there? Yeah, um, if that's even a thing, I don't, I don't know. Texas wore me out, but I loved it. I fucking love that place. I plan on going back as much as humanly possible to see all the people because I didn't get to see everybody that I wanted to see, at least for not not the amount of time that I wanted to see them for either. 
can't wait to go back. Zoe loved it. The girlfriend loved it, which is uh, fantastic. A um, little nervous that she might not, and then show up and meet my friends and be like, what the fuck are these? Okay, but no, she liked all of them. It's fantastic. Anyway, we came back to New York. Uh, this, uh, yeah, earlier, this, a few days ago. Um, holy fucking shit with the sirens today. This is crazy. That's like the fourth one. It, I guess it rained. Oh my god. I would edit it out, but I'm not going to. Um, yeah, I don't know. Fuck. I guess it rains here, and then everybody just decides to start murdering people. Some guy got stabbed in a skate park last night, apparently, too. So that's that's fun. At least I avoided that. At least I just got a little puncture wound in my leg. Compared to being stabbed to death, uh, presumably by... Well, they don't even know who did it. I don't know. They found him at 7.40 in the morning. I'm just guessing he wasn't at the skate park to skate. That's my that's my guess. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I made it back to New York with the most bumbling crew on Delta I think I've ever seen. Not a single one could finish a sentence. They're like, we will now be boarding. Are we bored? I'm bored. What? And then, oh, seats, aisles. There's a captain. I swear. What? Uh, yeah, it was. It was a. It was a very strange flight home. But it, it was. It was a welcome flight home. We actually slept the night before, so I got to stay up and take advantage of all those free movies that they have on Delta in the back of somebody else's head. I get to stare at the back of somebody else's head, but instead of the back of somebody else's head, it's Paul Giamatti. So that's fantastic. Um, yeah, back to work. Back to doing all that shit. Back to the normal thing. Uh, got to buy, but still got to buy groceries because when you get back, of course we're just going to eat Chinese food for like four days in a row. Why not? We don't give a shit about our health. We just had tacos and barbecue out the ass, and believe me, it was out the ass very quickly. We don't get to eat meat like that these days. Not up here. You don't get you don't get brisket like that in New York. You just don't. It's not possible. Not probable. Not gonna happen. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. It's been it's been nice being back in the city. I forgot that I actually like the clusterfuck of of this sprawling city. I, I'm not such a fan of when it gets warm and starts to smell like piss, but I you know I'll make do. I'm a smoker, so you know that that takes about half of the potency away right there. Um, but yeah, got back. Just been doing the thing. Bought a book. I haven't bought a book in a long time. That shows you where my head's at. I bought a book about uh, called Influence. The Psychology of Persuasion, and I heard the author talking about his book on a podcast, so apparently the motherfucker's good, because I haven't bought a book in like five years, and I went out and bought a book the night after I heard it, so the guy's got to be good, or I'm an idiot, either way, I'm not sure, but if I can pull off half of what that guy did in a 45-minute interview, just by reading 300 pages of what he wrote down, I think, uh, I think it's well, well worth it, I would say it's well worth it. Well, I'm going to keep this pretty quick today. I don't know. I I, I don't know where I'm at in time, but I'm, I'm just going to be done. Um, yeah, so if you liked listening, I have a show. Or let me know. If you, yeah, fucking email me or do whatever. Um, Instagram, Phil Parker Comedy, Facebook, just Phil Parker. Fucking, yeah, do all that shit. Phil Parker Comedy at Gmail. Just email me. Tell me what you like, don't like. Tell me if I'm a fucking idiot for even doing this. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I got a show next week, June 5th, 
at 6 p.m. at Eastville Comedy Club. It's going to be great. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great time. Uh, got a fucking fantastic lineup so far. Um, and my, my friends are producing it, so, you know, help take care of them with ticket sales. Uh, you can find it on Do NYC and Eventbrite, all that good shit. June 5th, 6 p.m. Eastville Comedy Club. Come on out. I'd love to see you. Um, if not, I'll have new, uh, I'll have more shows coming up soon. So, keep in touch. As always, I love you. Bye-bye.